Welcome to TGI, Tourism Geography Insights, a podcast of Tourism Geography's journal where we discuss our latest research and developments of our peer-reviewed journal, which explores tourism and tourism-related areas of recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. I'm Mary Mostafanajad, co-host of the Tourism Geographies podcast. Today, I'm here speaking with Heike Shanzel, professor of tourism at Auckland University of Technology in New Zealand. Welcome to the show, Heike. Thank you for the invitation, Mary. So over the next 15 minutes, I will be talking with Heike about our recent work on the sexual politics of tourism geographies fieldwork, which was recently published in Tourism Geographies. To begin, I will ask you to share with our audience the question or problem that your research set out to understand. So could you share with us a little bit about what your big question was and what you were trying to um, better understand in your fieldwork? So this research paper tackles sexual violence and harassment in field research, which is still an uncomfortable and under-discussed phenomenon in the social sciences. So not just in tourism geographies, However, tourism geographies, which is by its nature cross-cultural, often require solo fieldwork that exposes one's gender in geographically remote locations. This research takes a feminist theoretical lens to unpack the hidden dimensions of women engaged in so-called voluntary risk-taking, who are conducting field research in predominantly male-dominated research environments. Traditionally, the field emerged as a masculine space, and the field worker as a lone heterosexual male figure who needed to go alone and endure hardship and discomfort. This lone male archetype is still pervasive when it comes to field research. Think of Malinowski's construction of the field site here. But it really can have detrimental consequences for female researchers. There is therefore a pressing need to normalize the discussion of sexual politics in the field specifically concerning occurrences of gender-associated risks in fieldwork and report on the unexpected physical and mental health risks for women researchers. While the impacts of gender on fieldwork have been acknowledged and debated for quite some time, so for example, there's the book Gender Issues in Field Research, which was published by Carol Warren in 1988, so over 30 years ago, this happened in subjects such as anthropology, ethnography, geography, and conservation, with little attention being given in tourism geography studies. And so this study was born out of necessity to bring about change in gender equality debates related to fieldwork in tourism geography and provide an imperative for policy implementations relating to fieldworker safety, well-being considerations, and alternative ways of researching. Wow, those are some interesting topics and definitely something that we haven't seen much written about. So this is a great contribution to the field. Can you share with us what your main argument is in your paper? Yes, I'll just give you a bit of a background and context before main arguments. So the research was a direct result of our work into femininities in the field, which is an edited book collaboration, which we published in 2018 with Brooke Porter that invited women and some men to reflect on the effect of gender in the field and encountered biases specific to women researchers in tourism studies. I need to acknowledge my friend and co-author Brooke Porter here for driving this initial book project. 
project after realizing the effect that maternity in bringing a baby into the field had on her own field research experience. So Mary, you might actually have, you know, can link to that one as well. However, it became clear that firstly, these field experiences reflected on in the book, some of them traumatizing, others actually rewarding, were deliberately omitted by women, not only from their doctoral theses, but also from the academic literature. And secondly, that some women wanted to remain anonymous and not share their personal field research experiences in a public book compilation. It really highlighted to us that more work was needed to reveal the dark side of field research experiences for female researchers, which really led us to conduct this research study with 13 women from diverse cultural and academic backgrounds, mainly via Zoom interviews. The sampling involved contacting colleagues known to us around the world and through participant referral of scholars who conducted field research that might have exposed them to gendered risk. As a result of a diverse sample, some participants reflected on their doctoral research, while others reflected upon professional research and supervisor experiences. The research invited reflections on such matters as personal safety, sexual harassment, access in the field, self-care and bodily functions. So this study then provides shared perspectives about femininities as performed by female bodies, exploring the socio-political factors that impact on the female researcher and scrutinize the ways in which we construct knowledge in the male-dominated world of academia. So in order to ensure anonymity of the participants, no demographic details, affiliations or career stages are provided in the paper, to prevent identification and out of respect for the intimate nature of the participant experiences. We had to assure complete anonymity to our participants for them to be willing to participate, which really highlights the hidden nature and lack of transparency towards matters of sexual politics in field work. Wow, that's super fascinating. It feels like this needs to be a foundational text in research methods and tourism geographies. I can't wait to check it out, both the book and assign this paper in my classes. This is great. Okay, um, moving on, can you briefly describe some of the theories and concepts that underpin your work? Yep, sure, absolutely. So the research took a feminist theoretical lens, which considers the broader sociopolitical aspects of field work, such as se sexual politics, by highlighting field work as a gendered experience in heterosexual male-dominated research spaces. Sexual politics was defined by the radical feminist Kate Millett in 1970 as encompassing the contestation of power structured relationships with respect to sex, gender and sexuality and in relation to the social system of patriarchy. So despite more recent developments of pro-sex feminist politics in the academy and clearer understandings of the ways that sexual violence and women's experiences of sex are complexly interwoven with local, national and international access of power, privilege and oppression, Millet's description in 1970 remains at the core of current feminist concerns. So essentially, sexual politics is about the ubiquity of heterosexual male domination in culture and societies. So despite recent developments in feminist politics, it becomes clear that sexual politics as a theoretical framework of hetero male patriarchal values dominating in research spaces remain valid, especially since much fieldwork in tourism geographies is conducted in other cultures. 
and often forces female researchers to adhere to gendered cultural norms. And in case you are wondering what we are talking about here with regards to sexual violence, numerous incidents of sexual harassment and sexual assault were recounted by the participants in the study. So these included incidents of unwanted attention, catcalling, groping of genitals, forced kissing, marriage proposals, and attempted kidnapping. It also emerged that there is an intersection of race and gender as it relates to fieldwork, and that apart from already reported general issues of sexual harassment, race and ethnicity can produce added physical and verbal risk for women conducting fieldwork, for example, racial profiling. The World Health Organization defines sexual violence as any sexual act, attempt to obtain a sexual act, unwanted sexual comments or advances, or acts directed against a person's sexuality using coercion, which includes forced kissing, kidnapping, and rape. It has been pointed out by a researcher, luckily not one of our participants and not in tourism, uh, when reflecting on her experience of being raped during fieldwork, that the researcher's body is institutionally recognized as merely a liability. So despite gendered violence during fieldwork being quite common and being talked about for quite some time, but not in tourism, it has yet to lead to institutional changes in pre-fieldwork training, budget considerations, or post-trauma mental support. That's really fascinating. I'm just thinking about all the stories I've heard as a grad student and then later in research, in my research career, and this is definitely prevalent in the field and all social sciences, but you're right, it hasn't been talked about very much. So this is great to really bring it to the fore. And I really appreciate you defining the concept of sexual violence. I think that this is going to be helpful for our listeners, especially in tourism geographies. Heike, can you share with us what are some of the key takeaways that you hope that listeners and readers of your paper should know? So the study affirms that when women enter field research spaces, they actively engage in risk-taking. While at the surface, the risk-taking might be considered voluntary, for some female researchers, the pressures of conforming to the expectations of academia make disengagement less than voluntary. The findings of this study add to the growing body of literature on the obvious impact of sexual politics in heteropatriarchal research field spaces and assert the imperative of a fundamental cultural change or paradigm shift needed in academia. Sexual politics matter, and women deserve to be able to develop their professional careers free from fear of abuse, sexual harassment, added risk, and discrimination when it comes to field research. More pressing attention is needed for the vulnerable positions female researchers are entering when embarking on field research and what it costs, and this is not just financially, but also physically and emotionally, to balance fieldwork progress and reduce these risks. There remains an urgent need to normalize gender positionality in research, to continue the discussion of field workers' safety and well-being, and to actively support safer ways of researching. So as the field of tourism geographies research evolves and global connectivity advances, perhaps more rapidly because of the pandemic, our adaptability as researchers must also transform. We believe this presents us with an opportunity to reimagine how we are conducting field research in the future, 
and also how we are preparing the research students for it. Wow, that's great. Thanks for that, Heike. Do you have any further comments, such as what is the status quo, especially in terms of how this is changing in the rapidly changing context of fieldwork for tutors and geographers? Yep. Yep, thank you. Uh, I mean, in many ways, not much has changed in institutions such as universities. As the study was conducted fairly recently and included incidents and reflections over many years. However, I can see how the pandemic forced many researchers away from the field and made them use alternative means of data collection, such as virtual interviewing or local stand-in researchers in the field. So here in New Zealand, where I am based, there's still a ban on traveling for overseas field research. And some of our research students had to get creative when it comes to data collection. In many ways, this highlights that alternative ways of doing research can be considered, but also raises questions about how integral the field research experience is for the ac academic process and journey. So while this study was not specifically about implementing policies and providing an action plan, it does raise several issues to protect field work as a key area of knowledge production in achieving gender equality in academia. As such, the study argues for the need for policies and protocols that are evidence-based and aimed at mitigating the risk of sexual violence and other gendered risks to be implemented and communicated clearly before any field research. This could include graduate research programs, providing trainings for researchers and supervisors, encouragement of cross-cultural collaborative research opportunities, accompanied research with children or partners, so this might be something to marry, and increased budget to ensure health and safety and well-being issues can be addressed, such as mental health support. So currently I'm working with Brooke Porter, my co-author, on devising a training workshop, which can then be taken to universities and other institutions where field research takes place. We know that our work is not done yet. Our study was just a small exploratory research and future research is needed. We also know that we cannot do this alone and appeal to all of you who are listening to contribute to raising awareness and bring about change when it comes to the sexual politics in the field of tourism geographies. So thank you again for the invitation and for providing me this opportunity to tell you about our study and thank you to my co-author Brooke Porter for the inspiration. Great, thanks so much, Professor Shanzel. For listeners, Heike Shanzel's paper can be found uh, and the Journal of Tourism Geographies, and you can also follow us on at, on Twitter at, at Tourism Geo Journal. So until next time, happy travels.